Mothers Rise is a podcast dedicated to empowering women and sharing their occasional stories in order to help you become the best version of yourself. The show covers a wide range of topics to improve your business, body, mind, and soul. So welcome to Daughters Rise. Do you realize today is a federally recognized holiday? Today is actually called Citizenship Day, or in 1917, this day was referred to in New as um, in New York City, it started as I Am an American Day, which inspired was inspired by publicist Arthur Pine at the New York City World's Fair. There are many areas in our world that are divided, but do you know what's beautiful about our United States? It's that it's just that, it's united. We may see a lot of division right now, but that's just growing pains. This is a natural transition and one that God is leading. What we are going through now is much like the mission God led our founding fathers towards, a mission led to bring his people together on new soil with the idea to create a more secure and more prosperous world in order to benefit the people of the United States, but also benefit others internationally. It was September 17, 1787, in Philadelphia, when 55 men came from all areas of the country to the Constitutional Convention. 39 of these 52 men put their names on the document, sealing it into law. Not only did it, did it allow for the structure of government, in fact, also sealed as a proclamation the very first Thanksgiving Day as November 26th of 1789, whereby George Washington, one of our founding fathers and served as our first president for eight years, said that the holiday should be a Remembrance Day for the people of the United States to give thanks for many things, one of which was finally a peaceable and rational manner in which the Constitution was established. Am I getting your feathers up? Is this controversial? We're probably friends. I guess it probably is. Because we have an entire culture of people that are walking around thinking of serving themselves, not acting truly within the natural law, and it is hurting our country and the world at large. Our children are stating in their classrooms that the Constitution is sexist, racist, and anti-democratic. Where did these children get this, that craziness? It's a failure of our school boards, of our parents who run and are elected for the school board positions to ensure our children are taught the nation's heritage of liberty. Now, young, not properly educated Americans are rejecting our founding principles of liberty and our Constitution simply because they don't take the time to fully understand it. The U.S. Constitution is neither anti-democratic, sexist, or racist. As a nation, we have to understand the words and the history of their meaning. When the Constitution was written, it was written with the language of God, meaning that when it refers to man, it is speaking of the Bible's definition of God's decree of what males and females were collectively. It is referring at, to, to a person not a male specifically. And our forefathers gave us a way to incorporate articles in order to update the Constitution, but never to remove the rights and structures our country was built upon. There are several people out here writing these powerfully worded newspapers 
articles or online articles stating our Constitution is anti-democratic, that it's a document based out of, um, that it doesn't allow for proper representation from the individual states. <laughs> and I read this one article that stated that California should have more seats on the Supreme Court than, say, Rhode Island does because it has more people. Now, I know this is going to sound odd, and, and it's a strange comparison, but bear with me. I have spent about 30 years running homeowners associations, and I learned a great deal about running a mini government. Because of these associations, also, they also have documentation that was nearly impossible to change called their bylaws. So I learned a lot about running democratic elections, upholding the laws for the good of all and not bending to the whims of the few. And I learned about corruption through purposeful compared to corruption through ignorance. I was also raised in the primary state and sat in many rooms where political conversations were undertaken. So let me address the reality of what the writers of these articles are proposing. The U.S. Constitution allows several representatives based on the state's populations for seats in the House of Representatives, but only two seats per state for the Senate as being fair and equitable. The article I read concentrated on the two seats being unfair and anti-democratic, but if those elected to do the jobs actually represented their parties and their people properly, it is quite democratic. Because if you have 54 members from California and only two members from New Hampshire, as in the House, you have an unbalanced and inequitable power structure in the Senate. This body was formed to debate the issues, to influence intelligently the laws of our nation. Unlike the structure of the House, where there are so many people, they can't control debate, so they push bills through quickly. The Senate is set up to act deliberately, with great forethought and communication. There are 535 members of the Congress. And I know how hard it is to go from a board of directors with five members to a board of directors with seven members. It becomes near impossible to secure decisions without a great deal of extra unnecessary effort. I cannot even imagine running this country with 435 House members and then double that to 435 Senate members, all trying to collectively make good decisions on our behalf. It would be chaos on steroids. You know, it's not a surprise when I say that our rights are under attack daily right now, and in some cases quite severely. Our freedom of speech, religion, due process, gun ownership, and more are being attacked with headlines such as in the New York Times and the Atlantic that are posing the question, how do we get rid of the Constitution and replace it with something else? This is a dangerous path to travel. Our forefathers fought hard to secure this nation's rights. Many younger folks are also asking, well, why do we even need a government at all? It is imperative to use the Constitution to not only grant power, but it also constrains the power, which is equally necessary. This can cause a profound reflection on our nature as human beings, though, doesn't it? I guess if men were angels, we wouldn't need government, and it wouldn't be necessary. And if angels were governing men, 
no internal or external controls from the government would be needed at all. But unfortunately, that is not where we're at. We have to look at reality. And the reality is, is we need a governing directive that not only grants powers of authority, but also constrains it. I mean, it should go without need to say, even though we are moral beings, we don't always choose to do right. And that's why we need the laws. We, well, lawmakers are human too. And I, I, I get that. Who's to say they aren't writing laws that just benefit a few. We've seen that recently. Well, these lawmakers are controlled and constricted by the, our U S constitution. In fact, our Declaration of Independence states that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just um, owners from consent of the governed. If we don't consent to some form of governance, it's chaos. In honor of the U.S. Constitution and, our, and of our forefathers, and in hopes to protect the rights of our liberty, there is um, a society called the Liberty and Learning Society, and they're calling for 17, uh, 1,787 new members. 1787 is the year that the Constitution was enacted and signed. And they're asking for members to join before September 30th. They are looking to reach out and teach people about the benefits of the current structure and how the U.S. Constitution protects and preserves our civil and religious liberties. I hope you'll join the Liberty and Learning Society with me today. In fact, I'll leave you with the words of 55 people who came together to write the Constitution, whereby establishing a limited government structure, but a government with sufficient powers and giving people the powers to rise up against its corruption in order to protect Americans' God given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I will leave you with the preamble of the Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect, a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please like and follow Daughters Rise and share the show with someone you know who could benefit from listening too. 